This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Today's question is, how are you treating your MVPs? That means your most valuable players in your organization. And I want to talk a little bit about Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. And I want to talk about the fact that even though in this most recent Super Bowl season, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers was the MVP for all of the NFL. And what's really amazing is he was the MVP even though his team wasn't even in the Super Bowl. He's been with the Green Bay Packers 16 years, and despite his talent, he's only been able to lead the team to one Super Bowl victory, and that was in 2011. Now, let's just talk about a few little backstory tidbits about Aaron Rodgers. I understand that he's been a football enthusiast almost essentially from the cradle. When he was two years old, he was able to sit and watch full football games on television with rapt attention. And by the time that he was five years old, he understood the plays, he understood the strategy behind the game, And he, too, was able to throw the football at five years old. So here you have someone from early time in life has this gift, this ability, this calling, if you will, to really play football. So he was from a very small town in Chico, California, and was so small that even though he led his Pleasant Valley High School to a number of victories as their quarterback, he didn't really get on the radar of really huge and big schools. So initially, he went to a junior college in Oroville, California, and he was very, very successful there. And while he was at the junior college, that's when he finally got noticed by the University of California at Berkeley. And he went to Berkeley and also broke a lot of records there as well and ended up being a finalist even for the Heisman Trophy in about 2004. Now, finally, when he decided to go up for the draft for the NFL, he was the 24th person in the first round draft pick for the Green Bay Packers. And so they drafted him in 2005 And he's been with that franchise his whole career up to the point of this recording. Now, what's fascinating and interesting is that all along the way in these years, he's been the MVP three different times. He's gone to the national championships four times. And as I mentioned earlier, only got to the Super Bowl one time. So the question becomes, Why is that? With someone as talented as Aaron Rodgers, what's kept the team from getting to the Super Bowl? Well, one of the things I would say about that is that the quarterback is not designed to win the Super Bowl alone and to win championships alone. It takes all of the team members. It takes a team, right team composition. 
And over the years, I would say that the Green Bay Packers have been very conservative in how they have built their teams. And because they've been very conservative and when they choose their draft picks and who they choose, sometimes they may not always bring in the star players they need to build around their star quarterback so that he can have the greatest success leading the team to more Super Bowl victories. Now, you might be wondering, what does this have to do with business? Well, I think it has a lot to do with business because in your organization, you have MVPs. You've got some most valuable players, people who have great talent, great ability, and they're bringing that to your organization. And in order for them to win in your organization, you've got to build the right people and the right teams around them as well. Now, sometimes there can be a disparity between the MVP's goals and that of, let's say, the front office in the case of whether it be the Green Bay Packers or your front office in your organization or in your company. So let me give you an example. We know that the general manager of the Green Bay Packers, and he made a comment to say, you know, we want Aaron Rodgers to continue as our quarterback. We want him to compete for another championship. And we want to compete for another championship with Aaron Rodgers leading us. Now, that was the objective that was stated by the general manager very recently. And maybe just before this past season's Super Bowl, I want you to hear the contrast in what Aaron Rodgers was saying. What he said, somebody asked him, you know, how important is it to you to win the Super Bowl? And he says, oh, this is very important. That's why we play the game. That's why we put in all the time in the offseason. That's why we do all of these little things, the little extras, because our intention is to win the Super Bowl. So the MVP wants to win at the big game, the Super Bowl. And it looks like the leaders in the franchise maybe are more, they can be satisfied with a lesser goal, getting to the championship, maybe filling the stands, perhaps having the fans rally around the team. And so the first thing when you think about it in business is you got to decide what's your goal. Do you really want to win? And if you do want to win, what does winning mean? What does that look like? What is a victory in your industry? And once you've decided what winning is and what it looks like, and you've identified then, number two, who are your MVPs? What are they capable of doing? You may have people who are capable, in essence, of getting to the Super Bowl, and the only reason they're not getting there business-wise is because the team members built around them are not of quite the caliber to make that happen. So when you're thinking about how you're building your company and your organization, sourcing talent, grooming and developing people, think about who are those MVPs? Who needs to be built around them? And what are our real goals? Do we want to win or are we settling for something short of winning the big game? Then thirdly, you want to say, what else it would be complementary what is necessary in order for that star talent to succeed at a high level. And then fourthly, do you want to succeed now or later? In most organizations, there's a combination. In other words, you have to think about, yes, there's the short term of what we need, and then there's the long term. 
And I think to some extent, for example, Green Bay has been playing a little bit of the long game and maybe missing out a bit on the short game. And so, or the short term thinking about the wins. So Aaron Rodgers, as of this recording, has been with the Green Bay Packers for 16 years. That's a long time in football. So it's not like he's being truly impatient to say, when are you going to build, you know, some firepower around me? And you've got people in your company who are saying, yeah, when are you going to build some firepower around me so we could take this company to the next level? Which brings me to the fifth thing, which is this. If you really want to get to a true big, huge win, and you want your MVP to be playing full out with everything they're capable of doing, then you also may want to decide together on some of the strategy and communicate a little bit together. And in Green Bay's case, they have a tendency to operate a bit more independently, maybe not to involve the MVP in the decision-making process. And so when they brought in the person who would be the successor, ultimately, to Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers wasn't even consulted about that. So in your organization, when you're thinking about how to build this team, don't just rely on your own insights about it. Talk to your MVPs. Get their viewpoints on it. Sure, the final decision rests with you as the business owners, as the executives and business leaders. But here's what I've discovered is when you bring great minds together and they're talking about and thinking about how to win, you're going to come up collectively with a better decision than what either one of you would have come up with on your own. And that's how you get to what I call the third solution. And by contrast, if you heard my previous podcast about Tom Brady, you'll know that Tom Brady was in deep communication with the back office, front office rather, of the Tampa Bay Buccaneer franchise. And that's how he had a voice and what team members were brought in to be, you know, his star players to surround him. And you want to have a voice and you want that communication in your business as well. So as we think about this today, I want you to think about what are your true business goals? What kind of talent do you have? And what do you need to do to make sure that that talent has every opportunity to succeed? And what I want us to think about from our biblical word of wisdom today is an account in 2 Chronicles, the second chapter. And this is when King Solomon was building the temple. As he was building the temple, he was building a magnificent, a great temple. And his intention was to build a temple so magnificent to represent a magnificent God. That required a lot of skilled people who had ability, who were the top of their game as far as the craftsmen of the time. And he even went outside, you know, of Judah to figure out where he could find such craftsmen. And so he was talking to the king of Tyre, Hiram, and I want to share just a few snippets from their conversation. So first of all, 2 Chronicles, second chapter, Starting with verse 7, this is Solomon now speaking to King Hiram of Tyre. And he says, therefore, send me at once a man skillful to work in gold and silver, in bronze, in iron, in purple and crimson and blue, who has skill to engrave with the skillful men who are with me in Judah and Jerusalem, whom David, my father, provided. So you see here, King Solomon is asking for people with 
great skill, not just a mediocre somebody, but people with great skill. So if we drop down to the 13th verse of the same second chapter of Second Chronicles, we hear the king of Tyre talking about what he is doing and who he's sending. And he says, and now I have sent a skillful man endowed with understanding, Huram, my master craftsman, the son of a woman of the daughters of Dan, and his father was a man of Tyre, skilled to work in gold and silver, bronze and iron, stone and wood, purple and blue, fine linen and crimson, and to make any engraving and to accomplish any plan which may be given to him with your skillful men of my Lord David, your father. Now, therefore, the wheat, the barley, the oil, and the wine, which my Lord has spoken of, let him send to his servants, and we will cut wood from Lebanon as much as you need. We will bring it to you in rafts by sea to Joppa, and you will carry it up to Jerusalem. Now, I want you to notice the king of Tyre was sending this skilled resource. And in addition, there were other men he also sent to, in addition to Huram. But you'll notice King Solomon had agreed to pay some fees for that. There was food he was sending. There were provisions to be sending on a regular basis for the value that he was receiving. So whether you are a football franchise and you're going to the draft and you're picking some star players, you got to pay for that. And even in the post-draft season and the trades and whatever else you're doing and the free agents, you're looking at what is going to be the best opportunity for us to exceed. And we are going to have to invest to do it. Same thing for you in business. You're going to have to invest to get the best talent to put around your MVPs and win the business Super Bowl. As an executive business leader, you have many difficult decisions to make every single day. And it's important to think about how do you develop your people? How do you launch and develop high-performance teams? And how do you create a culture that wins every time? If you would like to take a look at your organization and to talk about the wisdom and guidance that would propel you to create a best place to work and also competitive advantage, then I invite you to apply for a consultation to work with me. Go to my website, www.transleadership.com, go to the services page, and under organizational consultation, you will see a tab that says, contact us. That's where you request a consultation. So if you are an executive business leader in a medium to large size company, then I look forward to receiving your application and having a conversation with you. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.